Hey, podcast world, it's the Curvy Mermaid, and you're listening to Low Carb, High Life, bringing you stories of real women and men sharing that aha moment when the light bulb went off and they realized that they needed to change their lives and the steps that they took to make them feel better living a healthier, happier life. I'm really excited because my friend Tracy decided that, well, I asked her and pushed her a little bit to be on my podcast because um, she has an amazing story. Um, I was, I get a chance to meet a ton of women um, at the gym and she is one that her and I connected very quickly and as we become closer friends, I started finding more um, about her and um, her struggles with, um, you know, it's just, I'll let, I'll let her tell you the story, but how are you today, Tracy? I wish it wasn't raining, but I'm fantastic. <laughs> yes, it is raining. We're in Pennsylvania. Um, it's a little chilly. Um, we're sitting um, six feet apart. Um, so if you do hear some wind chimes, which are kind of relaxing, um, and maybe the background rain might be a little zen for you guys, but... Um, so yeah, it's a little chilly, but we're just happy that we can socially distance ourselves and maybe bring some joy to the world. So I know we've talked and they don't know anything about you, but um, I wanted to start with when you were a young girl and you started feeling like something was wrong. So I was between 13 and 14 years old. I was having constant random headaches. All I wanted to do was sleep. Everything hurt. And so we started talking to the doctor and I had to keep a three week study of my headaches, when they were happening, how strong they were, if anything was causing them. And they came to the conclusion that I was a teenager. I was just stressed. Life was just happening. So I didn't know any better. I was a kid. I just, I went along with it. I remember when I was a kid and I've always been curvy. And when I was a kid, I was, I was definitely overweight, still active, but my parents always said I was going to grow out of it. You know, like you always are going to grow out of something. And, um, as a parent and, and you're a parent of how many? I have two of my own and I have two bonus kids. You have two bonus kids. I do. And they got a bonus mom too. Yes. But, you know, those things, I I just, I always take my daughter's health seriously because if there's something wrong, I want to know every aspect of what caused that because I don't want to be that mom that says, oh, you're going to grow out of it. Absolutely. Because I really do think that there's some underlining um, health issues there and we need to kind of just... We need to research ourselves so we know ourselves, so we know our bodies, so we know how to fix them. So what what came to the conclusion that you... Well, tell the people um, what you found out about yourself. It, it took me... As an adult, I started having issues again. Um, I started having the headaches again. And then one summer, I had actually gotten poison ivy so bad that they had to give me steroids. After I was finished with the steroids, I had horrible joint pain. My mood was all over the place. I started having memory loss. Um, The fatigue was back, the headaches were back. So I started talking to the doctor again. Um, 
I started asking more questions. Still at that point, had no idea. I had multiple rounds of blood work, MRIs, CAT scans, and they thought my iron was low. They also at one point were gonna test me for ADHD. Mm. And a coworker of mine had suggested getting tested for Lyme. So I went to my doctor and I told, I told him, I did not ask. I said, you're going to test me for Lyme disease. So he did. They told me it was negative. So I let it go. A couple more months went by and nothing was helping. So I told him again, I'm like, I want it. I want to test it again. So they tested me. They told me it was negative and I demanded they fax me my test results because I wanted to look at them on paper. So... I was looking at them, and of course, I had no idea what I was looking at. Right. But I showed them to a co-worker of mine that her, her husband, and both of their kids have Lyme disease. And she told me that I needed to see someone right away. So she had recommended the Powers Clinic in Williamsport. Mm -hmm. I went down there, and they drew my blood. They sent it to Igenix, which is a lab in California that does the legitimate you're gonna get a definitive answer test right four weeks later and I will never forget the day I was working and I was coming through Morris and I probably shouldn't tell anybody this but I stopped (laughs) at the Oregon Hill Winery which is great wine absolutely (laughs) I went in and I bought four bottles of wine because that's what I do and as soon as I walked out of the building my phone rang and it was the powers clinic and I knew the, the secretary. So she's like, hey, Tracy, how you doing? I'm like, you know, depends on what you're going to tell me. She's like, well, I have good news and bad news. I'm like, okay, great. I'm like, mm. what's the good news? She's like, well, I have your test results. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so what's the bad news? She's like, you have Lyme disease. And it was one of those, I was grateful to finally have an answer, but I knew that my life was forever changed. Right. So then after doing some research about my health history and thinking back to when I was a teenager, everything started to make sense. Mm -hmm. But the biggest thing for me is the fact that I got my Lyme disease from a spider. I did not get my Lyme disease from a tick. Right. And I do my best every day to educate people on it. Because anything that bites could potentially carry Lyme. And I went 17 years undiagnosed. So now I am stuck with chronological, chrono, chronic, <laughs> neurological Lyme for the rest of my life. Right. You know, you say that your life is forever changed. I mean, that, that could be in a good way or, you know, even a bad way. Um, what changes... Did you, first of all, how did you know what to look for by changing the things that you changed? Like, what was the first thing that you changed? One of the recommendations from my doctor was to cut out sugar. Yes. Because the sugar feeds the Lyme bugs, which is only going to make your symptoms worse. Right. So as soon as I cut out sugar, my pain was gone. That's, that's... You know, sugar is just a horrible chemical that we put in our body. Absolutely. Um, I hate that you had to figure that out through Lyme's disease. But 
Um, so after that, like, just walk me through the steps of everything that you started to do. And that moment when you actually was like, oh my God, this is working. This feels really good. Well, I, I gave up sugar completely. Um, and I was a cream and sugar in my coffee every day. And I learned to drink black coffee, mm-hmm. which is not horrible. It is not horrible. It's really not. It's one of those things where you, first of all, coffee is a required is an acquired taste anyway. I mean, right. do you remember being a kid and be like, oh, I want to be cool and drink coffee like my parents? And you're like, oh, gross. But we're drinking it anyway because it's fashionable. Absolutely. Like, coffee was meant to not have a bunch of garbage in it. Right. So. Right. Um, I also started eating more whole grains. Um, I cut out as much carbs as I can, mm-hmm. but I love me some pasta and I haven't found too many gluten-free pastas that aren't gummy. Mm, yeah. But I started using almond flour, coconut flour in place of bleached white chemically processed flour. Right. Yeah. I think that, um, all of those processed flours that have a lot of chemicals in it are really, um, hard on your joints. Absolutely. And that's one of the side effects that you have with your limes is inflamed joints, right? Yes. Um, this is the only life I'm, I'm given, so I'm going to enjoy it. So every now and then I'm going to have the ice cream. Right. I'm going to eat the cake. And I know that if I eat too much or consume too much sugar, I'm going to have the joint pain. But it's right. only going to last a couple of days. So I'm going to enjoy the finer things in life. No, and I think, <laughs> well, I mean... When we were growing up, it was the thing that we ate the same thing all the time. We were able to have cereal for breakfast that's full of sugar. We had a ton of dairy. We, every night for dinner was a meat and a potato. Um, Sometimes our parents would double starch. I mean, my parents always double starch. And I just don't know that people knew that um, having that much starch in our body was... um, so sorry, we're sitting here laughing because we're like legit outside and like two loud cars just went by. But listen, this is real life. I don't want it scripted. I don't want it fake. I want you guys to feel the atmosphere that we're in right now. Um, but yeah, I think that when you find out what's working to make your body feel good, if you want to eat those ice creams and if you want to eat that piece of pizza or your favorite pasta, it's okay because you know what's going to, how you're going to feel the next day. But what's more important is you know how to change it that following day, you know, to make yourself feel better again. We're human. We're going to eat carbs. We're going to have sugar and we're going to drink alcohol and go to the ice cream store once in a while, but we can't make it a daily thing. And I think that that's where if I'm wrong, you can tell me, but I think that's where you really figured out, um, how to change your life to not have those in your day, daily activities. Oh, absolutely. If I know on Monday that we're going to go out, we're going to listen to the band, we're going to have some beers. I will be good all week long. Like I will eat what I'm supposed to and drink what I'm supposed to and, you know, do all the things that I'm supposed to do so I can enjoy myself over the weekend. Right. Perfect. So tell me um, about the supplements that you take um, to make you feel better. And tell me why you start, actually tell me why you were looking into, because I think this is an interesting story that um, when you wrote me your story that I shared on my social media pages, um, why you decided that you wanted to try a supplement to help you motivate yourself. 
At one point, I was taking individual supplements. I had a two foot by two foot cabinet that was full of every kind of vitamin, mineral, herb, this, that, and the next thing. And it got to be too much. I wouldn't, I wouldn't stick with it. Mm -hmm. So I knew that I needed a simple program that I just like one and done, super easy, super simple, because I knew I could stick with it. Mm -hmm. So I had tried a couple different programs that worked for a while. And then I don't know if my body just got too used to them, but they quit working. So a friend of my husband's actually got a hold of us because my, my husband was having some issues. And he came down and was talking to us about the program. It's called Thrive by Lavelle. And it sounded great, but I actually made my husband start at first because I was eating the way I was supposed to. I was taking care of myself. He wasn't. Right. Because men don't. Well, and I'll... <laughs> not, and, not all men, but like... Well, no, I, I think you're right. I would... Actually, that's a really great point. Like, if you want something to really like if you really are trying to find and and like no disrespect towards anyone but when it comes to supplements and it comes to working out I mean I really feel like that's a female dominant like kind of world so when you make your husband try it first they're actually gonna be the ones that are gonna be completely honest because they have no gain but to feel better like they're not gonna lie to you right so that's that's a pretty nice strategic um plan I like it yeah so he he had started it (laughs) And within three days, I noticed a huge difference in him. Um, I mean, he was more active. He was, like, upbeat and chipper and, like, full of energy. Nice. So I'm like, all right, sign me up. We're going to do this. And it's two pills first thing in the morning. And then you drink a shake that is, everything is all natural. There is no chemicals in it. It is naturally sweetened and... Mm -hmm then there's a patch that you wear that gives you sustained energy throughout the day. I, the very first day, within hours of taking those pills and drinking the shake, mm-hmm. like, I felt like a whole new person. Right. I mean, my Lyme disease sucked the life out of me. Like, I, I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't mm-hmm. want to interact with my kids, which is awful. Like, I I went to work, I struggled through the day, I came home, I sat down on the couch until I absolutely had to get up. Yeah. And And that was probably just to probably go eat and then go to bed and go to the bathroom. Absolutely. Yeah. I I did what I had to to survive throughout the day. So, the first weekend that we were both on Thrive together, it was a rainy, crappy weekend, and we made the kids clean the house from top to bottom. Nice. And I bet you that was uh, some good family bonding there. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. The kids absolutely hated it, but I mean, it was something that needed done, and it wasn't just the, oh, we're gonna sweep and mop and vacuum. Mm-hmm. I mean, we scrubbed things that hadn't been scrubbed in months, and you know, the my kids had their mom back. Yeah. You know, I was I was active with them again, and I was. I was the mom that they needed. So, yeah. So not only did, you know, Thrive make my body better, it made my mood better, and it seriously changed my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I re- this is why I want you on, and this is why, 
Like, I think we connected so closely because, you know, it, I, I feel it because that's how it happens, you know, with me. Like, you know, just those underlying um, medical issues that we have that, that, that the people just are like, oh, well, you just need to do this and you need to eat healthier and you need to exercise. And, and I mean, and those are all great healthy things, but when they're only telling you this is what you need to do, but they're not helping you and giving you those extra steps and taking that extra time to maybe throwing you out a meal plan or maybe giving you, I mean, it was always, you got to do this. You got, my doctor was like, well, you need to do cardio. And then I do cardio and I'm still like losing, but I still feel like crap. They're like, well, you need to do more cardio. You need to do more cardio. You need to eat less and do more cardio. And I'm thinking like, this is not how you live your life. And, and I think back at those moments when I didn't want to fucking do anything because I just felt like shit all the time. And that the things that my daughter were probably thinking about me at that time in my life, that that was a normal way to live and it's not. And I feel like I'm a better mom living and choosing healthier, just being healthier every day. And I'm very thankful that you found what worked for you because it's one of those things where we're almost in like a a windstorm right now. It stopped raining, but now it's going to get really windy in PA, (laughs) which is nice because the um, comedic setting that we have going on right now is taking away our tears and making us laugh. (laughs) Um, No, but like seriously, um, I truly think that people need to not give up and try everything possible. And if you you just, they need to try everything until, and, and just to not give up because I mean, I don't know how old you are. I think we're probably close in age, not really sure, but, um, like all those years that we just kind of just was like, eh, you know, there's women out there that feel that way and we need to help them move and, and, um, get them feeling better. Um, and, and share their stories too, because I know for one, I don't know how you felt about sharing like your feelings back then, but back then when I was going through stuff, I was really embarrassed about things. I didn't want to talk to my husband about things. I didn't want to talk to my, you know, my friends about like, Oh, I feel like this all the time. Cause I thought it was like wrong. Like I would be judged. But then when you start opening up to people, you almost get that connection like, I feel the same way. You know, I struggle getting out of bed every day or, you know, I feel this way and I don't know how to fix it. And I and I love that we have this strong community of women that we could just share everything. Yeah, I mean, in the beginning, I, I didn't want to tell anybody what was wrong with me because I thought I was crazy. And now that, now that I know what's wrong with me, now that... I've done the research and I've done my homework and I've, you know, found out what works for me. Obviously everybody's different. So what works for me not may, may not work for everybody else, but like I could sit here and talk about Lyme disease all day long. Right. But the, but the great thing about it is, is that you're sharing your story. We're giving people options. It's not the end of the road. It, you know, it's, you just, like you said, you, you kept on trying stuff and then this one, this product really, really worked for you. And I think that that's awesome. And I think that anybody that can find what works for them, they need to stick to it and they they need to have a schedule and they need to do it every single day so that we're always happy and healthy. Absolutely. So what's your favorite exercise? And I already know this, but I'm just going to tell them. 
I don't have a favorite exercise because exercise sucks. Tracy, let me get, let me tell you something about Tracy. Um, let me tell you about before COVID Tracy and after COVID Tracy. Before COVID <laughs> Tracy, she's going to walk in the gym and she's going to wear t-shirts because she makes these phenomenal t-shirts. Um, that the one says this workout violates my body or rights i i personally feel violated by this workout yeah so this is what what she comes to class with and she's that person is like oh i don't want to do this but then she is like working her ass off and she loves it and then we do virtual live classes now and she's the one like halfway through the work well we'll be done with the workout and you know we'll just kind of be stretching and chilling and She'll be like, oh, we forgot to do planks or we forgot to do push-ups. So the person that hates to do the workout <laughs> is the one that's reminding the fitness instructor to make sure that we do our push-ups and planks. So she says she hates it, but we know deep down she loves it. I, I do. I do. Because before I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want to get off the couch. And now, like... In the beginning, I could do, I could maybe stretch it out to a 20 second plank. And now I can do a whole stupid minute. A whole stupid minute. In sets of threes, by the way. Oh, it's awful. So have you started doing the tap plankings yet? Because I don't see you when you work out. You just see me. I don't. <laughs> we'll work on that next week. <laughs> I don't. I just do regular, like, on oh. elbow planks. Cause... Oh, that's okay. Planking is good no matter which way you do it. Planking is beneficial to your core. And we need to strengthen our core and strengthen our, our legs. It's like it's like our roots to our tree, like to make us strong and, and live longer. Um, so if you had any kind of just um, suggestions or just some motivating words for somebody out there, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, a woman, a man, or even, uh, you know, a, a young person out there listening what would be your best advice for them if they are just feeling down and, and down, every, just down and bad about themselves, knowing that their doctor is telling them one thing? And I'm not saying don't go to your doctor. Everybody should go to their doctor. But, you know, we do struggle with some things. We know when our body's feeling good and when it's not. So those moments that these women know that there's something wrong with them, what, is your, what would you suggest to them to keep their spirits up? Don't ever give up. Don't let your doctor make you feel like you're crazy and that you don't know what's going on within your body. If you have a doctor that absolutely flat out doesn't want to listen to you, find a new one. Find a nutritionist. Find an herbalist, a holistic doctor. Just don't ever give up because you're not crazy. You know you. Know you. you know what's wrong. Mm-hmm. You, know, you may not be able to explain it. You may not know what's causing it, but Nobody knows how you feel but you. I love that. I do. I'm so happy we're friends. Me too. Um, so if women have questions for you, because you, you know, we're going to welcome them into your life. Absolutely. Um, let them know your social media handles so that, you know, maybe they just want to say, hey, good job. I know you're feeling. Or maybe they do really have some questions about Lyme's disease or even um, Thrive or working out. So where would they be able to find you? Uh, my Facebook page is Tracy Mains. It's Tracy with an I. Mains, like the state with an S. <laughs> <laughs> um, my Instagram is TM. Oh, crap. 
I know, we gotta look that up. Is it TMB? No. It's TM. I just don't remember if it's my wedding anniversary or my birthday. It's 08. There's an 8 in it. Oh, so then it's TM081019. All right. We'll also put that in the um, notes. Nope. <laughs> nope. nope. Wait, we, we got we to we strike that back. Okay. This is her Instagram handle. It's TM81019. Oh, girls and, and guys listening right now. Oh, man. Follow her on Instagram. If you're having a hard time following her, send me a message on my Instagram, D-R-U-M-L-A-T-E underscore fitness or on Facebook at Tammy Pedigree, T-A-M-I-P-E-D-D-I-G-R-E-E. Send me a message. Oh, my God. The last thing I forgot to ask you. Um, it's like me forgetting planks at the end of a workout. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite low-carb or healthy um, recipe that you love? like that you make you don't have to go step by step but you know just give me a little rundown of your favorite thing to to eat so i love breakfast absolutely Mm. love breakfast god breakfast for dinner breakfast for lunch it just never you can just never go wrong with breakfast absolutely but not being able to have sugar or carbs that means i can have eggs (laughs) (laughs) sorry i just spit my coffee out (laughs) so i mean i love eggs but you can only eat so many so I've also recently cut out dairy. Yes, me too. So I have found amazing unsweetened dairy-free yogurt. Oh. Yes. Um, Wise's and Wegmans both have amazing brands. I actually use the one at the Wise store because I use it to make veggie dips. Ah. Yes. Wow, I started... Now I don't go to Wegmans because I don't want to go to Williamsport. But I get the... <laughs> I get cashew milk, unsweetened yogurt, and I will put in seeds and nuts and homemade granola, and that's my breakfast. That actually sounds delicious. So next time I come over and record a podcast with you, we're going to have that for breakfast. Absolutely. Along with the beautiful um, coffee mug that she made me that says, I am a mermaid. Oh, I am mermazing, actually. I love it. I'll, I'll, I'll throw pictures up on that, too, so... Um, I'm super happy that you're in our friends, that you and I are friends, and I'm super happy that you decided to share your story with the world. I guess me too. <laughs> she says that full of love, I swear. It was nerve-wracking, but I, like I said, I could talk about Lyme disease all day long and my journey all day long. If I can change one life, then... I'm happy. Exactly. But we're going to change many. So um, all you guys out there listening, um, stay safe, stay strong through this um, COVID-19. Um, <coughs> continue to practice social distancing as she's coughing into her elbow. But she hasn't left her house in probably a month, so I know she's good. Um, but that's just a COVID joke. But um, wash your hands, wear your masks, wear your PPE. Um, and listen to my recent podcast on um, tips about COVID-19, when and when not to go to stores and which stores to stay out of right now. Um, you guys have a fantastic day and we will be back soon. Um, so I would like to introduce my girl, Rachel Grimm, to a low-carb Hi, life. Um, Rachel Grimm is the owner of a Grimm Sense of Style. 
She's a personal blogger, blogging for amazing fashionable businesses, for designers, even writing for New York Fashion Week. She also is a speaker, podcaster, and a motivator, empowering real, real women to follow their dreams. Welcome to the show, Rachel. How are you today? I'm so good. Thanks for having me. That was a really sweet little introduction. Oh, well, you deserve it because you're absolutely amazing. Oh, thank you. um, And that's why I wanted you um, to come in and, you know, just share, um, you know, things in your life that, you know, your challenges and, you know, how you became the successful professional that you are. Oh, thank you. Um, So I want to know what, actually, why don't you tell me? um what you're doing right now and how you got there with um your fashion blogging sure so I was saying the other day about how my life looking from the outside like seeing all of the different things I've done to some people it might not always make sense but I think that there is a thread that goes through our lives actually I can't take credit for that, my friend Rachel um, of You Must Love Life, who actually I know you were introduced to through my podcast. Um, she had used that metaphor for me before and said that there's a thread that goes through our lives that connects everything that we do. And so I really think that there um, is a thread that's always gone through my life that I really just want to inspire and empower people to just realize their potential and how wonderful they are and that they can do whatever it is they dream. And um, I've always had a huge, huge interest and love for the fashion and beauty industry. I mean, I just love women. I love um, seeing women feel beautiful and good about themselves. And so I think that's like, what initially interested me in fashion and beauty. And um, when I was, you know, graduating from high school, getting ready to go to college, I knew that I wanted to do something that um, did just that, that inspired and empowered women positively. Um, And I knew I wanted to do that, but I didn't really know what that looked like. But at that time, I had some incredible women in my life um, who for instance, teachers and mentors who told me, you know, you're a great writer, you're a great speaker, why don't you look into like communications or something like that. And so I, um, that's what I did. I went to school for communications and PR, and had a wonderful experience. And like a lot of things in life, um, in terms of careers, and you know, this with having a business, you really have to find your niche within um your category. And so with having such an interest in fashion and such a passion for showing women um, their, their true beauty, I decided to kind of like focus down and niche down um, into fashion and beauty um, within communications and PR. So I had the opportunity to study at the London College of Fashion, where I really dove into that like Um, fashion PR aspect of it. And I had an internship while I was in London, Um, also had some internships back in the US as well. But that time in London really, um, really solidified for me that that's what I wanted to do. And I saw the power that like, um, people in at at, at that time, PR was a little bit different than it is now, just because um, social influencers weren't such a big thing. PR consisted a little bit more of like um, magazines and definitely still online and blogging, but it wasn't as big of um, a thing with like Instagram influencers, but I knew that that's what I wanted to do. So when I came back to the U S I started 
you know, just figuring out what it was exactly I wanted to do with, with that degree, you know, and um, being originally from a small town in Pennsylvania, I knew that that's not where I needed to be in order to um, really spread the message and be part of the industry I wanted to be a part of. And coming from London, you know, obviously what made the most sense was going to New York. Um, however, I was applying for jobs like crazy and um, it's very difficult as someone who is now a New Yorker. Um, it's very, very difficult to break into the into the industry in New York if you're not already in New York. And um, but at that time, I didn't realize that. So I I was like really pounding the pavement, trying to um, get a job in the city. And it just wasn't panning out for me. Um, but I had the opportunity with a job um, in the fashion industry in Philadelphia. Um, so I moved to Philadelphia um, and I am so grateful for that experience. At times, I really felt like it wasn't, um, you know, it, it really wasn't where I wanted to be at that time. And I was really salty about it for for a while until I decided to embrace it and um, just really like go full force with it. And so I was, I was working and I was um, working in freelance on the side too, um, just trying to personally build my own brand, um, blogging. And really at that time, just talking about what I was, what I was wearing and um, makeup that I was wearing as well. And I um, was freelancing, working, and was really looking to grow further in my career. And so I was looking for jobs and um, I ended up landing in the beauty industry, which is where I met you. Um, I know. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Yes. Good times. And um, that was, you know, super different from what I had been doing before. I mean, there was a lot of relatability, but whereas before I was a little bit more behind the scenes where now we were like truly out, like really working with brands and working with the people who were consuming brands. So that was a different aspect of it. And I enjoyed it. I learned so much and I had such an incredible time working with, you know, huge brands, um, you know, that really helped shape me for where I am now. Um, and I, I enjoyed it, but I truly just felt a lot of toxicity, the toxicity that, you know, you always um, hear about when you um, hear about the fashion and beauty industry or when you like watch, you know, like movies and TV shows that always depict the industry. Um, that's I truly felt. And, um, you know, everyone's experience is different. So I don't want to speak for you, but I, like that's truly what I felt um, that it was uh, it was toxic. And during that time, I just really started diving further into the freelance work I was doing and my blog. And I was just thinking about like, you know, I, I went into this industry to um, spread a positive, empowering message. And, and I feel like that, um, that desire is being overwhelmed by the um, environment that I was in and that I, I wasn't able to spread the message I wanted to. And I let that really um, get me down for a while. I was also dealing with um, some things personally with family and health. And I just, I really let that um, get me down for a while and almost honestly feel sorry for myself and kind of be like, okay, well, this is all there is. Like, this is all I'm going to do. Um, and thank God I like woke up from that and was like, no, this is not all there is. Like I, am a hard worker and I know that I have a vision and a passion. And um, so I just started diving deeper into that on the side of things. And 
um, after being in that for a few years, um, I was, thank God, given the opportunity to then live my dream of moving to New York and working in the industry. Um, my husband graduated from um, his degree in um, PT in the medical field and was offered an awesome position in New York. And so we took the jump to the city and um, that really was a huge, huge um, thing for me because it was something I always wanted to do that I had worked for. And I felt, like I said, for a while, very defeated, like that wasn't going to happen. Um, and seeing this thing that I had dreamed of for so long come to fruition and actually be my life um, was extremely motivating and empowering for me to be like, okay, you know, when you work hard and when you have a desire for something, if you um, really work hard enough for it and believe in yourself enough and you surround yourself with the right people, um, you can really live that dream. And um, yeah, so I, I moved to New York and I was continuing to work in the beauty industry for a period of time, but at the beginning of 2019 decided to branch off and um, I took those freelance things, um, whether it was writing for magazines or doing PR for designers or um, you know, guest blogging, whatever it was, um, I took that full time. And um, to this day, I still do um, some of that freelance, but I've really um, used my time to continue to build my brand. So taking my blog from being just fashion and beauty um, to now being a little bit more um, just a space of motivation and just helping women see that Yes, it, it's amazing to feel beautiful in what you're we in what you're wearing. It's it's incredible to take care of your skin um, and wear like you know sustainably made, ethically made beauty products. But there's more to life than how we look. Um, you know, exactly. that's just that that's a great part of it, as you know. Um, but I mean, I totally believe when you look good, you feel good. I absolutely believe that. And I know you do too, but I, I mean, especially, oh, no, sorry, you're okay. Just, just like, especially now when we're basically, we can't get dressed up and, and go to our favorite places. Exactly. Right now. Yeah. It's, it's hard when you um, don't have that like confirmation of, um, you know, the, you look good, then how do you feel good? And so I really try to spread that message to women that like, what really matters most is how you feel about you and the belief that you have in yourself. And, um, you know, if, if that comes along with like looking good, that's awesome. But, you know, exactly. I know that's not for everyone. So I know that was like totally me rambling on about my life, but oh, no, that's okay. No, it was perfect. Yeah. I love okay, it. Good. I just feel like, you know, I'm that's just... how to best define where I am now is like, like I said, that like thread that it all comes together and, and leads me to here. Well, and it really does. And, you know, I was just going to, you know, break a couple pieces down of your really exciting, amazing story. Oh, thank you, like, Tammy. Even like being, I mean, and you're, and you're very, you're still very young. And I mean, not that I'm, you know, like we're just, you know, we're our age and, and you're, you're young. And when you decided that you wanted to go abroad and travel to yeah. one another country by yourself, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's super brave. <laughs> thank you. It's, you know, I mean, to be able to go over there and learn a different culture and to be able to bring back things from mm -hmm. London over to the States to benefit yeah. you. Um, what was um, your your biggest challenge over there? Um, and how did you overcome, you know, being away from, you know, 
your family and your friends for Absolutely. so long. Absolutely. So yeah, I was there for six months and it was at, well, originally that was like the time frame, and it was absolutely incredible. Um, but I was definitely so, so motivated to go there because I had always had a dream of leaving um, small town Pennsylvania. Not that I wasn't grateful for where I was from. I am so, so thankful for where I'm from and the people um, that were a part of my life there and are still a part of my life there. But I just knew that I had um, more to offer the world and I wanted to see more of the world. Perhaps that's, you know, I'm, I'm very into horoscopes and I'm a Sagittarius and that's like such a Sagittarian quality is that we're very adventurous and, and want to see the world and like be immersed in other cultures. I think that being around other other cultures and people who are different from me just like teach me so much about myself and the person I am. And um, so though I was really scared to go and live in another country um, by myself, I was also just really thrilled at the opportunity to learn so much about myself during that time. And I absolutely did that. Um, I will say it was the like, the most poor I have ever been in my life was while I was there. <laughs> that was my first time living in a city. Um, obviously, now living in New York, I, I know how to better handle my finances in a city. But um, there, you know, that was my first time there. That was extremely different. Um, so that was definitely something to handle. I was also going to school, you know, so I was I was living the poor student life um, in a huge city in another country. Um, and I was also interning while I was in school. And my internship was... I would definitely say the the biggest challenge while I was there. Um, I am so grateful for it. Looking back, I learned so much. And truly, it was what got me into blogging. Um, I was a PR intern for a PR agency who managed um, fashion and beauty brands, but really focused down in on um, a few beauty brands is what my focus was for the position I had. And um, I was like blogging for their clients and things. And so that really taught me the the back end of blogging and working with brands and, and obviously a lot in PR, but I, my boss (laughs) at that internship was again, like looking back at things that you see in the industry, like in film um, of the fashion and beauty industry. I mean, it was like, Tammy, it was Devil Wears Prada to a T. Like it was, it was brutal. Um, and I just was like very beaten down by this at first, like, oh my gosh, you know, I, I, I am living in this city, like doing this thing that I want to do. And I just feel so discouraged by this, like one aspect of my life because it's not what I thought it was going to be. And, um, going back to, you know, having those moments of just, uh, of just being beat down and feeling like, you know, how am I going to move on from this? I was like, no this is what I came here for. I am so grateful and so thankful and so blessed to have this opportunity. And I'm going to make the most of it, even if these personalities aren't like incredible (laughs) to be around. And I ended up, um, long story short, by the end of my time at this um, job, I um, ended up winning over my boss and we like still keep in contact today. So, I mean, it truly is like the, the yeah, it really, really was. And <laughs> I mean, thank God I, I had an amazing mentor as well at that position who um, I also keep in contact with her. Her name is Laura. She's just incredible. Um, recently, actually, she came and visited New York for the first time and we got to get together and she was a huge, um, huge encourager for me during that, uh, which was very crucial. Um, you know, when I had no, no, like people that I normally know around me, um, 
it was really, really important that she was there and she was supporting me too. Um, but yeah, that was, that was definitely a challenge that I had to overcome during that time. But honestly, that taught me so, so much about what, um, not only what I look for in like a workplace and the people that I want to like surround myself with at work, but the people I want to surround myself with generally, and also just motivated me that I can, I can work through anything. I can motivate myself through anything. And it might be really hard. And the like light at the end of the tunnel might be really far away. But, um, you know, I it just really motivated me from here from there on out that like, I, I can I can do that. I can work through it. I think that is a beautiful well, thank story. You. And it makes me want and it makes me want to go travel. Yes, right now. I, I know you and I have talked about this many times. But I absolutely believe in the power of traveling solo um I yeah with you girl I'm I'm planning I'm like trying to plan something right now for when we're able to travel again because I mean and you and I've had this conversation oh my god like a million times because you were able to go back Mm -hmm. to London then Mm re-enjoy it yourself and you know and I'm sure like and I got to, I took off to California for a yeah. week by myself and just traveled up and down the coast. And it was, I mean, by myself and you were by yourself. And I really think that just being in a place where you know nobody is just this, you just find these inner emotions that you've never thought that you could possibly find. And you find out how truly strong you Absolutely. are. Absolutely. I totally agree. Like, I'm, I'm so lucky that during those times, whether it was when I was like living there or when I've had the opportunity to go back and visit, I have had friends um, that I was able to like connect with, but, but ultimately I um, was by myself. And I think that I both, not just those times, but other times I've traveled alone. um, I've learned so much about myself, like you said, because you're immersed in like a new culture and you have to figure out Um, you know, what it is you want, what it is you're going to do, how you um, handle things like struggles alone. Um, Yeah, all those, there's so many things that you figure out about yourself. And I know that I've come out of every situation um, that I've had the opportunity to go and like do alone. Um, I've come out just so much more aware of the person I am and so much more aware of like what it is I want to do and where I want to go on from there. I think it's awesome. I know. I can't wait to take my next trip. Where are you going to take your next trip when you go solo? Um, You know, I, it's so funny. Like I really, the last time I was in, the last time that I did a solo trip, um, I mean, I travel a lot solo in terms of when I'm leaving New York and just like going to visit Pennsylvania or wherever it is I'm going. I, I do have the um, opportunity and the liberty to travel solo often. But in terms of like a real like this is my solo trip that's going to be like inspiring and influential. Um, the last place I was solo was um, London and Paris. And Paris uh, really was this pastime that I was there was really, really defining for me. Um, particularly because I I can speak a little bit of French, um, but I am by no means like fluent in French. And so, you know, that's um, a whole nother level of things when you don't speak the language. And I just really had a lot of time to myself and to think. And um, I really want to go back to Paris again. However, um, this time I I would really like to take my husband. Um, However, after we get to experience Paris together, uh, we've talked about he would probably come back to the US and I would spend some time in Europe um, on my own solo again. And I honestly haven't really 
decided where that would be. Um, there are a few places. It's so easy to get around Europe once you're there, um, you know, whether it's flying or by train. And so there are a few places there that I, I would I would like to go. But I've also been thinking about um, I've had a lot of friends recently talk to me about places like um, I, I've you've obviously been to the West Coast multiple times. And that's a place I've never been. I, uh, shockingly. Oh, God, listen, I the West Coast is so chill. I just love it. Um, and not that yes. I, love, I love the East Coast, too. I mean. And mm-hmm. I do. And I love, you know, I've traveled up and down the coast on the east side from or on the east coast, the whole way down from, you know, being in um, Clearwaters and um, Key West and the whole way up to Maine on the beaches. Wow. I've been to almost every beach on the east coast that you can think of. And, and I just absolutely love it. But that's awesome. But I mean, you know, California is is different. And I that's what I've heard. I just love it. Um, there's just I don't know. I feel home when I'm there. It sounds so strange, but I found... I understand that though. But I, I understand that. That I, makes sense. And I found my favorite spots. So mm-hmm. when I do go out there, rather it just be to get away to the places that I love, or if I have to go out there for work, like when I have to go to work in LA, I stay in Southern California and I just drive that 45 minutes to get to the city if I need to go to an appointment or something. And I go right back yeah. down to the to the Southern beaches because it's just... It's where I'm at. And you know, living in the country in PA, I mean, it takes you 45 minutes to get anywhere. So. Yeah, exactly. And then when you, so we have the best of both worlds though, because we're both country girls where it takes us 45 minutes to get to our closest store. But we also go to New York city where we sit in traffic for 45. Exactly. I, um, often... oh, my phone just caught there for a minute. Um, my... Oh, you're okay. Tara. I put my phone on disturb, but for some reason I got a, I got another call. I don't know why, but I, I apologize. Oh, you're fine. But yeah, I mean, you and I, like, being able to experience a country life than the city life. Um, and I think you'll find that um, L.A. traffic, when you do get to go visit, um, is really, it's not as bad as New York traffic. I, I, I almost, sometimes I cry when I have to go across the George Washington Bridge. I mean, I'll be honest, when I first moved to New York, um, we did have a car and um, we no longer do (laughs) just because it's it's so it really is um, so impractical to get around New York City with a car. I mean, we we both my husband and I both take the subway or um, we bike or we walk everywhere, which is incredible exercise. Um, And but the subway is similar to like you said, I often think when I'm um, on the subway, like if I'm going uptown or something and it's taking me 40, 45, 50 minutes, um, I think, okay, well, when I was like back home in Pennsylvania, it took me like the same amount of time just to go to the grocery store. So it's okay. It evens out. It really does. And, And that's just, you know, always focusing on the positive things. Oh, I got to exactly. Well, you know what? I'm going to sit here and I'm going to listen to our favorite podcast. Exactly. <laughs> I think that that was something that I really came to um, love and enjoy and appreciate and be inspired by actually when we were working in the beauty industry, when we were traveling, tra- um, traveling so often. And I felt, um, you know, I had so much time on my hands that I was like, I could be learning or, or something during this time. I mean, I love music. I know you do too. I absolutely love music, but there comes a point where you just don't want to continue listening to music and you really just want to use that time, um, you know, a value in, in another way. And so that's when I started listening to podcasts and being inspired by them. And 
now <laughs> I have one and you have one and it's just wild. I know it is. So No, I'm so sorry. No, that's okay. To, um fast forward a little bit um to um you know, what you said about, you know, having the opportunity to actually going into the beauty industry on a different end, because you and I, we did, we got to see behind the scenes of basically hair models. And we got to learn about, you know, we got to meet some really cool people, um, you know, some famous, you know, hair designers, you know, celebrity stylists, and we got to learn a lot about amazing products and, and, um, you know, um, facial care. Um, yeah. But being behind those scenes and seeing, you know, when you use the word toxic environment and, you know, I just, you know, what is something that you, you know, kind of, what did you really get from that to see the moment that you wanted to represent something way more than what you're seeing um, with, you know, just like some of the things that we saw when we would go to hair shows and how people were getting ready and, you know, the people, not that we met bad people, because we met some really amazing people. And it's not yes. about the people, but I think it's yes. the, the vision that, mm-hmm. um, that they're trying to per- portray when it comes to, you know, these big time supermodels and, um, you know, really big um, influencers. I absolutely love the way you put that, Tammy, because I was thinking about it's not necessarily, you know, like you said, we met incredible people and we worked with some incredible people. And I do not discount that at all. I'm so thankful for those people, um, you know, you included. And um, that has truly been those people have truly been influential people in my life to bring me to where I am. And I I would never um, like I said, I would never discount that. However, like you said, again, it was more of the overarching mentality, the overarching like feeling um, that just wasn't serving me and wasn't uh, what I felt went along with the message that I, in my life, you know, my overall mission of what I want to do with my life, it, it just wasn't um, linking up. It wasn't cohesive. And um Oh, sorry. I just lost my train. That's okay. Listen, this is real life. Listen, my phone for some reason wants to keep on ringing. You know, it's just, it's just life, you know, we can, we can roll with the punches. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But you asked me, I want to make sure I I totally answer your question. You asked me about, um, just, I guess really knowing that moment that you needed to really like, this was like, you knew this isn't what you wanted. You wanted to you found your niche when you, when you were here and you wanted to move forward and you wanted to bring something better to the table. And I want to know why or what, or what that, what that was just, and how you did it. Absolutely. Um, Thank you for repeating that. Cause I like totally (laughs) lost, lost it for a second there. Um, So like I said, there was a um, time during all of that. I I was so thankful to move into that space and um, really was excited about it and um, excited about the brands, excited about the people. Um, But I was also handling just a lot at that time personally. And I, like I said, got in that funk and um, really just got in the, in, into the negative spirit that was like overarching um, in the industry that, that we were in. And I think that 
I can't say that there was one exact moment, but I will tell you, um, you know, you mentioned that I'm a bit younger than you. I'm 20. I'm, I'll be a 28. Um, and I was working. I, I was lucky to be one of the younger people that was on the team. And I was working with a lot of women and men who were older than me. And I was seeing how they were living their lives. And as someone who is so inspired by other people and inspired by the way other people live their lives. Like I said, like, that's why I love to travel. Um, that's why I love to surround myself with empowered women. Um, I'm very inspired by the way other people live. And I was just like taking it all in how these um, people who like I may quote look up to, right, who are older than me, um, were, were living their life and they had these incredible careers, but like weren't um, necessarily pleased with where their life was or were just like very negative. And I was like, I see so much more out of my life than this, you know, and I have so much more to offer than a negative attitude. And, that is um, so you know, powerful right there. Uh, that thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, it literally, I mean, it makes me like well up with tears because I just like, it was just like, a hit me. Um, and going into, I want to say it was going into the new year of, I think it was 2017 is when like, I really started to think about the, think about that. And I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm not necessarily one for resolutions, but I'm totally a goal setter. And, um, I was like, okay, I'm going to make a goal from here on out. Like I am going to work my way. Um, I'm going to enjoy this, this position. I'm going to, um, you know, utilize everything that I have to my disposal, like at this position, I'm going to appreciate it, but I'm going to make a plan for where I'm going next so that I can make a good, uh, make the impact that I want to make and really, um, you know, do the work that I feel I am meant to do. And I started, you know, like I said, I was, I was freelancing on the side and doing my blog on the side, but I also just started to take that mentality into like my everyday work. And rather than feeding into um, the negativity or the toxicity that was like in the environment, I tried to start being um, a source of positivity, a source of optimism. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I, I think that as, again, I don't want to speak for you, um, but we were on the same team. And I think that as, um, you know, I was doing that, I think that other people were doing that too. Unknowingly, we were all like doing this together. And I do think that um, in ways we became um, more of like a team and, and became um, more positive and were able to work through things. And I think that, you know, like you said, we have a lot in common, um, but I think that that's one of the things that really brought us together is we were um, just very determined to, even if we didn't know it at the time, um, we both wanted um, to be a source of light and positivity and um, just like doing something good with the work that we were lucky enough to be a part of. That's, you like totally hit the nail on the head, like seriously, like I mean, so far, like everything that you have been doing, you truly, truly represent women. You re you represent your guests and the and the people that you write for with true class and motivation. Oh, thank you, Tammy. No matter <laughs> if it is a pair of eyewear that yeah. I've I've read some of your you know blogs and on some of the companies that you represent with eyewear to um, lingerie you know, mm -hmm. you're, you're very, very real. And, and I love that. And 
you know, I always ask my guests like some things and, you know, um, it's hard. Um, it's hard being a woman. Um, I mean, not that it's not hard being a man. I'm sure that men, you know, but I don't, I can't speak for men of course. because I'm, I'm a woman, but I know yeah. <laughs> that I had some really hard insecurities and, mm-hmm. you know, and most women do. And I want to know what, what your, what your insecure, like your biggest insecurity that would bring you down. That was, that was holding you back and how you, how you overcame that. Yeah. Um, that's a really good question. <laughs> um, cause like you said, I think as women, we, so uh, again, like you said, I think men have some things on them as well, but as women, there's just such a standard on us to be, um, quote, perfect on so many levels, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, and they all kind of go hand in hand. And I know that that, um, is the case for me. I am so lucky that from a young age, my parents always instilled in me, um, instilled in me confidence and that I, you know, am, um, I could do whatever it is, um, I put my mind to. And that really, um, you know, was a thread again, uh, has been a thread through my life of, you know, really believing, um, that I am a strong woman, that I am a beautiful woman, that I can do whatever it is I want to do. But, Obviously, um, at, we all know as we get older, it seems like things, um, obviously our, our bodies are changing, but like things are happening in our lives that really can knock us down. And um, I, I shared twice already in this that there was a period of time that I was really dealing with things. Um, I dealt with um, a very nasty separation and divorce um, in between my parents um, that led to a lot of loss. Um, financially, physically, um, for my family, um, that was very, very hard for me to deal with for some time. Um, I really took the role of, um, you know, being like the, the strong person, um, that was looking out for family members during that time. And, um, eventually it hit me that I needed to like take care of myself. Um, and in all of that, I, I really had to come to terms with, um, some insecurities that came from all of that. So, um, really dealt with the insecurity of figuring out um, that I wasn't my parents, that um, my relationships weren't all going to fail um, solely because my parents failed. Um, that makes me emotional to talk about, but it's something that like has was really an insecurity that I held for a long period of time. Um, also, just the insecurity of like like a financial. Um, insecurity of like having a stationary home and being able to take care of things, Um, you know, whether that's for myself or um, the people that I'm in a relationship with, whether that's my husband or my friends or family members. Um, Also just the insecurity of um, my body I was facing at that time. I I didn't know it, um, but I have PCOS, which is if people don't know, that's polycystic ovarian syndrome. And there's a lot that goes along with that. Um, But it often causes women to um, gain weight and have um, acne and um, obviously a lot of other things that has to do with infertility because it's all um, testosterone based. But anyway, um, I I was dealing with my body like really, really changing, um, gaining weight and not knowing why, even though I was exercising and and trying to live healthy, um, having adult acne, um, you know, when you feel like you're in your 20s, your, your skin should be through all of that. And it wasn't. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is, 
there were a lot of insecurities that came up at one time. And I, I, I often think that those rose out of things that were um, going on with, with my family um, and obviously with my body. And I, again, like when I figured out that I didn't want to be in this negative space at work, that also um, was the negative space, like in my mind, in my entire life. Um, I just decided that I was no longer going to um, doubt my relationship just because um, my parents didn't work out. I decided that I was going to just be proud of the body that I was in, um, whether, you know, it was gaining weight and it had acne or not. Um, And in all those things, I decided that I was going to, you know, not just be proud of where I was with them, but I was going to just like everything else in life in terms of career um, or whatever it is, I was, I was going to work for those, um, not only to be proud of them, but for them to be better. Um, And so I I just started, you know, doing more research about what my body was going through and and how I could, um, you know, just um, treat it in the best way possible, knowing that I was never going to be, you know, a size zero or a two or anything like that, but just being, you know, healthier in the body that I'm in with the things that my body is going through. Um, so I don't know if that completely answers your question. Oh, no. It was, it was absolutely perfect. Okay, I mean, good. It, it was, it was so perfect. And, and I love that you say that, you know, you, you, you looked at it as you had to be healthy. Yeah. You weren't looking to be a size zero. Cause let's face it. Some I will never be. <laughs> most body structures are not all body structures are different. Yes. You know, and Absolutely. we all have, we have different genetics. And when they say one size doesn't fit when one size fits all, that is a crap of shit because <laughs> one size so does not fit all. And I'm not talking about clothing. Yeah. I'm talking about everything what works for you for your body isn't going to work for me and just by being able to find yourself inside and be able to find those things and to keep on trying to find those things to find out what works for you you obviously found what is working for you because because what you do is you take women just like you and you share their stories and you are pushing them to get their passions and their dreams out there. And I mean, you push me oh, thank to, you. to do better. And well, you push and me I too. Know I do, <laughs> and I know that you do the same to you. Yes, I you mean, do. It's, just, it's, that, it's that sense of girl power to where we don't have to be perfect. We don't have to be a perfect size four. Yeah. We don't have to have perfect hair and perfect skin every, you know, we don't yes. have to have those to be amazing yes. mentors. Awesome. You are so right. I think that like, you know, when things aren't, um, quote, perfect in our lives and and we look at our lives negatively, um, whether that's work or personally, um, we really like feed into that like toxicity and negativity. And I know for me, like during a time where I was really um, just self-conscious and not believing in the woman that I was um, for so many reasons that I shared with you. I wasn't just um, in a toxic environment in the workplace. I was surrounding myself with, um, you know, other toxic attitudes in terms of friendships and things like that. And I think that like when you're around people, particularly if, if we're speaking to our bodies, right. And you're around women who see their bodies, um, even though from the outside, like I might see their body as a, an, a you know, again, a quote, perfect body, the, the bodies that we see in the media that we were raised on saying that this is the way a body should look. And I see these women, um, you know, 
talking themselves down and tearing their bodies apart. Um, that was definitely something that was then I was reflecting on myself because like you said, um, we are women who, who love stories of other women and are inspired and empowered by stories of other women. And now I choose to surround myself with positive stories, but when you surround yourself with negativity, that's what you're going to feed on yourself too. And so I was really, not only was I dealing with, um, you know, changes in my body, like I said, but I was also then like reflecting, attitudes of other people on my body. And I just was like, not happy with it. But when I did come to terms with everything and stop reflecting other people's um, ideas onto me, and just, you know, the only ideas I reflected onto me at that point, deciding that it was only going to be positivity, really changed the way I looked at my body. And like you said, that has helped me help other women now um, see their body positively. Um, Not not in the same way as you do, like you help women um, truly strengthen and um, feel better about their bodies. And um, I'm so thankful for that because that really inspires me, especially times like now where we can't get out and work out. Um, But I like more or less share my body the way it is, Um, you know, the times that I feel great about it and the times where it's not so perfect. um, I, I share that like real body and the real story and the real messaging of my body um, with women so that they realized you're not always going to have a, a like a quote like perfect day and you're not going to have a quote perfect body because there is no perfect body your body is yours and it is what you make it and if you decide to treat it well and to do well by it it's going to do the same for you I, I kind of I kind of feel like that goes back to like we were saying when, when you when you look good you feel good but it's also when you feel good you look good you know what I mean I mean that's perfect. I love that. I flip and love that. That is perfect. I always, um, sorry, I don't want to cut you off. Oh no, you're good. Um, something that I do and I I've shared this with you before I've shared this on Instagram. I share this, um, at like my ditch the click events, whatever, um, something that I do so that like I feel good and therefore I look good and vice versa is, um, when I like get out of the shower in the morning and some people laugh when I say this, but I don't care. Um, I get out of the shower and I stand in the mirror, literally butt naked. And I tell myself out loud what I like about myself and I write it down and I have sticky notes, like lining my mirror um, of things that I I like about myself, because I think that there are days where we wake up and we don't feel so great um, in our bodies. And there are days where we're going to look at ourselves and not, um, not, be able to see all those great things even though we always should it's just fact of the matter we, we won't always um but then I have those those notes reminding me of what I love about my body and I think that that um going back to the you look good you feel good you feel good you look good um that just like has really been instrumental for me being able to share like positive messaging even when I might not um feel the best about me. I'm like reminding myself, like, no, there are days where you absolutely love what you're seeing and it's okay that today isn't one of them, but like you are beautiful, you know? I love that. And you're not the only one that does that after the shower. I I know I do. I don't have the post-its though. I might have to do that, but um, there's, there's a couple of things that I make sure that I look at every day just to get my, my, uh, motivation. Right I love because that. I, I do love certain parts of my body and I love all my, all of my body. I just have better parts that I love more. Yep. I agree with that. So 
Um, before we end, I really, and we got lost, you know, you and I always have so much to say and we always like, just, we can go and talk for hours, but what we talked for like an hour and a half yesterday and now we're talking for like an hour today. (laughs) I know, I know, but, but it's so fun and it's so motivating, but you know, the one thing that I really want you to be able to share is what you're doing with your Real Women of 2020 and Ditch the Clip. I want you to let people, I want people to know what what this is because I'm learning more about it and I just think it's fascinating. So take the floor, girl. Absolutely. Well, thank you. And I so appreciate your um, support of, of me and my ideas always. And it's, like I said, I I feed off of inspirational, empowered women in my life, women like you, um, women I mentioned, like my teacher in high school who um, inspired me for going into communications, Um, my mentor when I was in London, like just so many women throughout my life um, have really empowered me to be the woman that I am. And a lot of the empowerment that I've gotten from them is not just, not just women like you telling me like, Oh, I believe in what you're doing and you're doing a good job, but really hearing about what, what they have faced and what they have overcome has been inspirational to me and has been, um, you know, really, really defining to my life and help me then believe that, okay, if, if they could face this, if they could overcome this adversity and, and be where they are now, I can do the same. And I um, have really just over the past year dove into how um, powerful that has been to me being the woman that I am now. And I just, you know, some of those women are women who have platforms to share what they're doing, women like you. Um, but there are also women who who don't have that platform and maybe never even thought about sharing what they do. Maybe they don't even realize that what they're doing is so inspirational, um, but but it is. And so over the over the past year, I've just really um, thought more about these women and about how I could share their stories. And I started thinking about. Um, oh, I think. 